Hi, my name is Amber. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner, and my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, and sacred union work. Please forgive my uh, crackly voice. I am still nursing a cold, but it felt right for me to jump on and record these podcasts to share with you all out there. Um, Thank you for all your continued support in the podcasts as well. So today's podcast is focused on sisterhood, feminism, if you like, and the dark side of feminism. I started running red tent circles and women's circles around five years ago, and I was inspired by sitting in circle with um, women in women's circles and red tents myself before I actually started holding space. The purpose of the circles was to bring women together, to form community, to share, to heal, um, to connect, to forge our spaces of power if you like. And I started noticing something very interesting in those circles. The majority of women that turned up to those circles were, um, were beautiful women, you know, who were feeling very disconnected in their life in some way, or just in need of community. They had a lot to offer, a lot of presence, a lot of beauty, a lot of love, a lot of healing. It was an incredibly beautiful time to be holding space. But I also started to notice a strange um, infestation, if you like. I mean, there's no other way of describing it, of this kind of strange competitiveness that was creeping into circles. So I remember it was my first or my second circle. I had a woman um, approach me and say she wanted to come to circle and she emailed me. And and I think she was a healer herself, um, she was interested in, in, in women's circles. Anyway, she came along to the circle and it was pretty much like she was taking notes. She didn't say much. Um, there was quite a judgmental air around her and it and it was like she was taking notes. But I always welcomed everyone to my circles, you know, because you're there for a reason and my role is to hold space. Cut to a few weeks or a month later... She started holding her own circles, which pretty much followed the format that I had created. I mean, she basically came along to the circle so she could steal ideas and then create her own circle. So that was very disappointing to see that in a sister, to see that a sister would come to a circle and and try and steal it rather than just have the open heartedness and the authenticity to say to me, you know what, I want to run my own circles can you give me some advice, which I openly would have given. Uh, so that was a recurring theme that I started to started to see. And that edge of that competitive edge, that sort of that, that sense of competing, wanting to be like, wanting to be like, yet take something away from, started to creep into circles. And it, it crept into circles to such an extent that I actually stopped going to women's circles and then my own circles, um, I just took some time out. I started witnessing it in circles that I I went to, that there was a lot of jealousy, a lot of bitching and backbiting, a lot of hostility, and that really we didn't have true sisterhood. 
But what we had was competition. And that's what I was noticing in circles. And so what I was seeing was that if there's anything that's going to create the demise of the sacred feminine, it is herself. It is her inability to open her arms to her sisters and accept and celebrate her sisters. A woman is as strong as the women that she celebrates. And we seem to have indoctrinated, whether it's programming or disconnection, this sense that we are here to compete with other women, that we have to be better than, that we have to we have to fight our corner, we have to protect ourselves from other women, that they're going to steal something from us, um, or that we want to take something from them, whether it's, you know, we have to protect our men, or we want their men, or we want their career, or their looks, or their whatever, rather than celebrating the things that unite us and the things that are different between us. And this sense of false sisterhood, if you like, has escalated and escalated over the last few years. And it's it's now like a disease. Um, the women's marches that took place a couple of years ago, I didn't go on them. Not because I don't believe in feminism, not because I don't believe in sisterhood, but because I felt that at their core, these marches were hypocritical. A lot of women that were going on these marches were the women... Um, that that often bitched and compared and complained and pulled other women down. There was a very segregated sense to these marches. Um, there was a lot of footage that came out after the marches of where indigenous women had been excluded from the marches. Um, if you were pro-abortion or um, anti-abortion, one side wasn't going to accept the other side. Um, it was a given that a woman in a hijab or with her head covered or a Muslim woman was going to be regarded with suspicion. So there was a lot of segregation within these marches, you know. People went along and they got their pink hats, you know, and they took their selfies and they posted photos of themselves on Instagram and Twitter. We had famous people with their pink hats and it was all like, oh yeah, we're changing the world, sisterhood. But underneath the surface... There was huge division amongst the women that were going on these marches. And it was reported afterwards that indigenous women were treated very disrespectfully by other women on these marches. They were excluded, basically. And that women that were pro-abortion and women that were anti-abortion were treated, again, in a very dismissive way. And that Muslim women had felt very targeted and that they weren't really allowed to be included in these marches. Um and then a few years later, I started going to uh, poetry evenings and, you know, collective evenings, again, around themes of sisterhood. And I noticed something very interesting within these collectives, and most especially for me, it was within the, within the Asian collective, if you like, which was that if you didn't fulfill, but in, in all kind of, if you like, in inverted commas, feminist circles, was that if you didn't fulfill the criteria for feminism, you would be rejected by the circle. And the criteria for feminism was... You know, you, you had to speak in a certain way, dress in a certain way, have certain thoughts. Your poetry had to be a certain type of poetry. You had to be mixing in certain circles. And if you weren't doing all these things, you wouldn't be accepted by the circle. So, um, you know, these a lot of these feminist circles didn't really want to hear about union or unity, um, which was a lot of, you know, the work that I was that I was behind at the time. Um, in the in a lot of the South Asian or the Asian feminist circles, if you weren't dressed a certain way, you didn't have your gold bangles on or um, your big 
earrings on or you weren't you weren't writing poetry that was using certain words or you weren't ranting and raving about um, racism or being brown then somehow you couldn't be accepted I had a publishing house once tell me that you know my work wasn't personal enough because I wasn't talking about racism and I wasn't talking about the subjugation of the Asian woman so anything else that I had to say as a woman of color as a woman was not respected, was not relevant, because I wasn't fitting the brief of what it meant to be a feminist. So somehow, feminism has become something that we have to fit into to be allowed into that inner circle. Whereas sisterhood, for me, is all-inclusive. You know, sisterhood is about any age, any ethnicity, any body type, any belief system. We accept each other because we are sisters, because we are joined, because we share commonalities. If nothing else, we share that we are in female bodies, but we share commonalities in terms of our experiences, our hopes, our wishes, our desires. And we sit together in circle and through our sharing of our fears, of our desires, of our dreams, through ritual like drumming and singing and dance, we realize how connected we really are. And that's when we find our power. And what's happened is sisterhood, which is one of the terms that modern day feminism uses, has become about fitting into a brief of what feminism looks like. And for many, feminism looks like wearing a pink pussy hat and going on a march and, and, and saying, I'm a dirty girl or I'm a dirty woman or whatever it is to try and outdo Trump and to slag off his wife and all the rest of it. That's become what feminism is means these days and that's not the truth of feminism feminism is about equality it's about saying that men and women are equal but we're also different and that we will we ask to be respected as equals but we also celebrate our differences and it's the same within sisterhood that women are equal but we're also different and we're allowed to be different so we're allowed to be a woman of color and to want to write about birds and cats and dogs and being a woman of colour and, and, and comic poems. We're allowed to write all of those things. We're allowed to express ourselves in very different forms as artists, as creatives, as visionaries, as teachers, as doctors, as lawyers, as whatever it is. We don't have to fit a brief. These days, in our quest to find a tribe, sisterhood, feminism is becoming about needing to fit a brief. And everyone is jumping on that bandwagon. And we're being so enveloped, swallowed up by that bandwagon that we're not being allowed to have our true authentic voice as women. And so I think the thing to remember about sisterhood is ultimately our our co connection to sisterhood, the sacred feminine, is bound up in our connection to ourselves as women. You know, do we take our connection to ourselves as women, do we identify with ourselves as women when we are in competition with other women? Do we only identify as a woman if we are dressed as a in a certain way or we are with a certain bunch of women or we are in certain groups? Or do we identify as a woman and what that means to us and what the sacred feminine energy means to us behind closed doors when no one can see us, away from Instagram, away from social media? Are we still connecting in with that divine feminine energy, which is a natural force on this planet? And that is where I urge the women in my circles, that is where I urge myself, that is where I urge clients to go, is to find what is your authentic feminine voice? 
know, what is it that your, the truth of your feminine voice, how does she want to express herself in the world? Not what is dictated to her about what being a woman means or what feminism means or what sisterhood means. It's okay to want a man to open the door for you and to want equality. It's okay to not want a man to open the door for you and not want equality if that's what makes you happy. Like All of these things are okay if that is your definitive, authentic voice as a woman. And just because one woman may differ in her opinion to another doesn't make her less of a woman, less of a feminist, less of a sister. One sister says I'm pro-abortion. Another sister says she is anti-abortion. These two sisters need to find a way to be able to come together and find sisterhood rather than fight each other. And it is this, this, this lack of union, this inner innate competition that has eaten women up, that has created division, that has allowed women to be subjugated and abused for decades. Because our core strength isn't strong enough. We have allowed ourselves to be conditioned. We have allowed ourselves to fall into the trap of competition to compete with the media, the media image of femininity, to compete with our, our next-door neighbour, if you like, to see ourselves as lacking. We have allowed ourselves to be defined by what woman means, and we're taking our definition from anywhere but ourselves. We're taking it from our parents, from our peers, from the media, from magazines, from books, from journals, from celebrities. We're taking it from anywhere but ourselves. You are still a woman whether you wear tracky bottoms or a dress. You're still a woman, you're still a sister whether you wear makeup or not. Whether you want to shout about feminism or not. You are still connected to that divine, sacred, feminine energy which has a power all of its own, regardless of what you look like, where you come from, how you sound, what your age bracket is, what your wealth bracket is, none of that stuff affects the divine, sacred, feminine energy that it is your birthright to connect to and to embody. And that divine, feminine, sacred energy is available to men also to connect with, right? We are a a union of the two, of the masculine and the feminine energies in harmonious union within us. But if we're taking our definition of femininity from others and we want to belong to a group that is feminist, in inverted commas, we've lost the connection to ourselves. So how are we going to find our truthful connection to the divine masculine energies? And again, we see that the, the masculine is taking his definition of what it means to be a man from his mates, from you know the media, from books, from, uh, from comic books, from video games, rather than from oneself. And again, these energies are about connection to a higher consciousness, to God-goddess energies. I no longer offer the women's sessions, which was a body of work that I offered for for quite some time, actually, which was helping women to heal um, core wounds around womanhood. But it is now part of the core wound work and the life purpose program. So um, it is still there. And uh, because the core wound and the life purpose work is bespoke, if if that is the work that is 
for someone's best and highest good, then that's the work that we will end up that will end up being created, that we will end up doing. Um, if you want to dive deeper into exploring your true authentic voice as a woman and you feel that I may be able to assist you, please go on the website sacredspacehealing.org. There are podcasts, there are YouTube clips, uh, there are blog po- posts um, that hopefully can assist you. Um, and of course, you know, please feel free to drop me an email as well if you think that I can assist you in any way. These are just some musings <laughs> on femininity and what it means to be a woman in today's age. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.